Hi, friends. It's Randy and Jess, and we're going to cut the bullshit. And let's get into women's mental health. Welcome back to the Women's Mental Health Podcast with Randy and Jess. We're two licensed psychotherapists where we talk about mental health, well-being, and strategies for coping with life's challenges. And how it's all normal and you're not alone. Today, we are going to talk about perfect and why it is so toxic. This episode explores the impact of perfectionism on women's mental health. We're going to offer insights and look into its effects and the strategies for coping with perfectionism. First and foremost, let's talk about how perfect does not exist. Right. Who developed the idea of... Pinterest. <laughs> Fucking Pinterest, it's man. Been a, it's been around for way longer than okay, that. Okay, but, okay, So we're going to talk about embracing our imperfections and prioritizing self-compassion because it's essential to overcome these toxic aspects of perfectionism. Yeah, it, it does not exist, people. Okay, have you ever thought... What is perfectionism and how does it really affect women's mental health? How does societal pressure contribute to the perfectionism in women? What are the signs of perfectionism that I can look out for? Is perfectionism linked to imposter syndrome? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. And how does it affect women? Can perfectionism be beneficial at all? I don't know, man. Mm. How can women overcome perfectionism and pri- 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 I can't say that word. Prioritize? Yes, yeah, self-compassion. <laughs> what role does therapy or counseling play in addressing perfectionism, especially in women? Mm-hmm. How can women foster a supportive community to combat perfectionism? Because mm. us women, man, we are so harsh on each other. Yeah, and so if you do have like a cheering squad behind you and a great tribe or village, as we like to say, it can really help that when you do have tendencies to push yourself this way. Are there any resources or books that we recommend for women struggling with perfectionism? And how can we shift as women, how can we shift our mindset from being perfect to self-acceptance? Yeah. Okay. So let's define Perfect. So what does perfect mean, Jess? So when you look it up on in the dictionary, it says having all the required or desirable elements, qualities, or characteristics as good as it's possible to be. Oh, that was hard to say. So as good as it's possible to be. So, so I, it's a bunch of bullshit. Well, <laughs> but so somebody was talking about being perfect. And so I said, all right, let's look it up. Let's look up the definition of perfect because it doesn't exist if it is as good as it's possible to be that's different for everybody that's different for everybody and you're constantly chasing this goal that's not obtainable Mm. because is that good enough as good as it's gonna get yeah it's interesting because it says having all required or desirable elements well what are those who, who defines those? Right. Who's requiring what is desirable? What are the elements? And so I think that this shifts from person to person. So it's really not attainable. Ooh. Oh, okay. You know how I say time is very fluid, especially mm-hmm. for us ADHDers? Maybe perfect is very fluid as well. Yeah. Because you're right. If it's shifting, my perfect and your perfect are different. Exactly. 
And I think that's half the battle, right? Because we are holding ourselves to standards we don't really understand or have defined either. Exactly. Okay. So so are we trying to live up to somebody else's idea of perfect? Mm-hmm. I think usually, yeah, social media or like you said, Pinterest, Instagram, a family member, a father figure, a mother figure. Who are you trying to impress? Let's go back and kind of see and look at where is this stemming from? What, what am I trying to achieve here? Who am I trying to make happy? Is it yourself? Or is it somebody else? That's interesting. Okay, so perfectionism, if we look at it, it's the relentless pursuit of flawless, setting excessive flawlessness, flawlessness, that's hard to say, Mm -hmm. setting excessively high standards, right, and being overly critical of ourselves when those standards aren't met. That's how we look at it as women, right? If we can't meet these standards, we're super critical of ourselves. So pursuit of flawlessness. There's nobody on this earth that is flawless, that hasn't made a mistake, that has the perfect skin, that has the perfect life. Like we said, that's not, it doesn't exist. So again, like, and it says excessively high standards. So Mm -hmm. like not even just regular goals or regular wants. This is excessive. And who is ever going to reach a bar that you set so high? Well, it's interesting too, because why are we setting it so high? Mm-hmm. What are we supposed to get out of being perfect? That's what, what I'm saying. What like, does that do even go get us? back to if we have like some trauma or we're trying to please somebody outside of ourselves to achieve something that we know isn't achievable? Why would you do that? I don't know. That's really interesting because why are we trying to be perfect and who for? And that's what I think it's almost like for other women, right? We go to people's houses and we want our house to be perfect or we don't Mm -hmm. let them in because our house isn't perfect. Yeah. But where does that stem from? Martha Stewart. (laughs) It's all, it's all, it's all. Let's remember she ended up in jail. (laughs) Exactly. So how perfect was she, please? Right. So perfectionism can manifest in so many different ways, and it affects then women's health in different ways. So it can lead to things like anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, lack of self-confidence. And when you feel shitty about yourself, then you're just going to end up in this negative cycle of telling yourself, I'm not perfect. I haven't achieved this. I didn't reach this. I didn't do this. So I'm, I'm crap. And that's, that narrative is bullshit. And I think it's not being kind to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right before the holidays, it was really funny a couple of weeks ago, right? Right before the holidays, everybody was like flipping out and oh my God, my house is a mess. Everything is a mess. And finally I broke down and I said, okay, I just need to share with you. I am currently living at a clean laundry baskets. I can't even put away my stuff right now. I'm so swamped. And so it is what it is. But they're all clean. I've got three baskets in the middle of my, in the corner, and I'm living out of a clean laundry baskets. And somebody was like, you're doing that too? I was like, yeah. I do that all year long, so not even during the holidays. Right. And I was like, and in fact, I was like, I was the only one that didn't have it. That's what my family does. So fine, I'll live out of clean laundry baskets To me, the too. fact that our clothes are even clean is perfectionism. <laughs> right. You're like, okay, I got clean clothes. All I wear is cotton and jeans anyway, so yeah. I don't care if it's wrinkled. Then it was like those memes going around, like being the hot mess express and the train wrecks, right? And then my thing was like, oh, but is your Roomba stuck in the other room? Because our Roomba has been stuck somewhere and nobody <laughs> has found it because 
we are like, whatever. time for that right now? Well, right? I think they just keep stepping over it. But, yeah. And somebody started laughing. She's like, ours is stuck under the tree. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, cool. Then you have now made it to where everybody in this planet is right now. And I think that's the thing is that we just don't talk about our struggles enough and voice them enough so people feel like they are failing mm-hmm. and they're not realizing their potential or leveling up their perfection game like this when it's like we're all just doing the best that we can. And an important thing to talk about is that while aiming for goals or what you think is excellent isn't harmful, that we're talking about the toxic side of perfectionism that really leads to you questioning your worth and your confidence and shifts your whole thought process in your life and can lead to anxiety, depression, or even something like eating disorders. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are on the perfectionist train about your body. So while goals are good, there's a, you know, there's a limit. There there is a line. Yeah. And sometimes also when we start looking at some of the diagnoses that we have in mental health, people who are OCD can take that perfectionism and everything has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And and that's when we start looking at, is this considered harmful? Is it causing you harm and anxiety and depression? Obviously that's, that's harmful. Yeah. And so- there is that line between, okay, great, you want to keep it clean, but at what point are you harming yourself or your family by either focusing too much on this piece and not letting people live? Right, exactly. And so going back a little bit again to like, where does this stem from? Well, when we talk about society and the pressures, especially as being like a woman or like a mother, that It's thought that we are supposed to be the best at everything. We're supposed to run a household. We're supposed to have a job. We're supposed to be a mother. We're supposed to be a friend. We're supposed to be a sister. And we're supposed to be the best at all of these things all at the same time. And we talk about this in our more in-depth in our kin-keeping episodes. Mm -hmm. We have a series about this. And this causes people to internalize their need for perfection and thus leading to mental health struggles. Because when you are pulled in so many different directions, what are you going to do? You're going to break. You're going to break. So it's, we're just setting ourselves up to break. I was recently watching Buccaneers. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't seen that. Okay. So it's set back in, I don't know, a long time ago. But when people had servants and Mm -hmm. they had people maintaining their houses and they were perfect because they had people dressing them. And so they had nannies, they had a maid, they had a hairstylist, they had somebody that cooked for them, that cleaned for them. They had a whole village essentially. Yeah. Like inside of their homes. And it's now we're expected to be that we're the chauffeur, the coach, Mm -hmm. the teacher, the, you know, it's, it's a lot. You're not alone. (laughs) It is a lot. And so maybe that's where some of that came from. Yeah. Where, you know, you had somebody who was ironing your linens Mm -hmm. because that was what their job was. You had a staff of a house and servants that helped keep your house up. And now we don't have that, but we're, we're holding ourselves to the same kind of level. Right. And same thing, like if we think back to even before that, when women lived in these villages where they had someone was responsible for 
the hunting. Someone was responsible for the gathering. Someone was responsible for the washing. Someone watched the children. So it was a cohesive group of women and men that worked together to make this community strong. And we don't have that anymore. Our society is not set up that way. We are very isolated. We Mm -hmm. live away from family. Usually we don't have that core village anymore. We have friends and stuff that we can rely on, but it's not that intensive as it used to be. And so we are expected to fulfill all these roles or we feel like we are because once upon a time, those roles were all filled by somebody in your village. But now, like, who do we reach for? Amazon. We reach for like, you know, exactly. the, the people that deliver the stuff. Yeah, Somebody DoorDash. will deliver DoorDash because yeah. we are trying to figure out. So we're just handing money out to all these people. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. So. so let's look at what the signs are, though, to, of perfectionism. And we're talking about like the harmful side of it, right? Yeah. What are signs of perfectionism, Randy? Constant self-criticism, like your negative self-talk, the fear of failure, excessive attention to detail, And this is, you're so hyper-focused, though, on these things, too, that nothing else, like, kind of hits your radar that might also be important that you might be missing out on because you're so hyper-focused on the details of this being perfect. And we're talking about... What she's talking about is being present. You're not Mm -hmm. being present with your family. Exactly. Your kids. So that's harmful in a way, right? Oh, totally. You're not taking care of yourself or resting when you need to rest because you're trying to make sure your kitchen is perfect. Mm -hmm. You're trying to mop your floor all the time. Or your presentation at work or whatever. It's not just household. It can extend to so many areas of your life. And two, even when you, another thing to look out for is feeling dissatisfied all the time. Even when you do achieve those things, you're like, okay, this still isn't enough or what I need to keep pushing myself and pushing myself and pushing myself. And it's like, at to what ends do you stop? And it's like, usually when you're on the perfection train, as I like to call it there, you know, you're like, out of control, and there's no breaks. So. So what about perfectionism linked to imposter syndrome? So we also have an in-depth podcast on imposter syndrome, if you guys don't know what that is, but that's like feeling like you're a fraud, even though you aren't. And that can be in anything you do in life. But how are these kind of linked or go hand in hand, Jess? So they are linked. They do go hand in hand because women who strive for perfection often feel like they are not deserving of their accomplishments. Mm. And it leads to these feelings of inadequacy and doubting yourself. And we've talked before, I started making those these really cool boards. I have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, I do actually. But like, if a woodworker starts talking to me, I'm like, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. And mm-hmm. I could let it get to me. And I, because I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. I should know what this wording or, is. But what you do is you look at it as a learning opportunity. Exactly. I was like, okay, so either I can figure this out and 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 do what I want to do, I'm not trying to compete with them. Mm-hmm. And that's when I had to get out of my head because I'm not trying to compete with the guy who's running the business to make those gigantic tables. Mm-hmm. He made these amazing stairs and, and it's like amazing. Yeah. That's not what I'm doing. 
You just want to make cool charcuterie boards. Yeah, I'm just and making. You want to know how to do it better, though. You want you're challenging yourself, but yes. you're not aiming for perfectionism. You know this is a learning process. Exactly, and perfect isn't real. Mm-hmm. And so you can sit there and go. I've I've had women say, "Oh, I could never do that because." I've always wanted to do something like that, but I just, I don't know, my anxiety gets to me and I'm afraid of what people might think or say or do. And I'm like, get out of your head. Yeah. And that's very true too. On the flip side with me being in social media, Mm -hmm. I will post a lot of style and fashion things and people go, or even I've had women come up to me and say, I love your outfit. Oh my God, those pants. I could never wear that. And I said, obviously you like it because you're liking it on me. And just because my body is different than yours doesn't mean you can't rock this. And I'm like, I always thought I could never too until I tried it. And it really comes down to having that self-confidence in yourself and feeling that you are worthy enough to even try it or push that boundary for yourself. And you might find out that you're missing out on something or you look great in that, but how are you going to know unless you even try? And there's no, you could try it on and hate it or not like the way it makes you feel or, and then you know. But if you don't even try it, how are you going to know? Like, I was like, okay, well, I'll try this and see if I like it. Oh, my gosh, this this looks great on me. Now I know, you know, and so I'm always like, girl, just put on the pants or the shirt or the different color and try it out. Same thing. But you have to get that negative talk out of your head and shake it off that there is no perfect. You're not going to look like Heidi Klum or whoever it is you think you're trying to achieve. And that stuff's all airbrushed anyway. Did we not learn that in the last 20 years that they airbrush the crap out of everything? Mm -hmm. Perfect doesn't exist. And part of it is you have to not not give a fuck. You just have to stop caring what other people think about you. Exactly. And just live the way you want to live. Mm-hmm. I saw, I don't know if you know, do you know who Henry Rollins is? Yeah. Ooh, I knew you're my friend for a reason. (laughs) So I saw one of his spoken words. This is like 20 years ago. Okay. I love his spoken words. He just gets up there and he just talks. And he said, we always say life's too short. And he said, actually, life is too long. This Mm. totally stuck with me. Life is too long to spend it wasting doing other stuff. We're always like, life is short. No, it's long. Why would you want to torture yourself with this perfect idea or trying to achieve something that's not achievable? And that doesn't make you happy. Exactly. Why do we want to keep living lives that we're not happy in? Mm -hmm. Do you think perfectionism can be beneficial at all? I I don't know. It's, It's, I think if it's, in a healthy, striving way, right? If With you want goal, goal setting, yes, conducive to your mental health. If if I, it's the word perfectionism that I'm stammering over mm-hmm. because I think perfectionism is harmful and it will hinder us. But I feel that if we can set goals and have good boundaries, that's fantastic. And I think that's a great point to have boundaries around your expectations Mm -hmm. of what you can and can't achieve. And I think this can shift daily to weekly to monthly because you might be overwhelmed with certain things or certain seasons Mm -hmm. that like right now I do not do well with we live in the Pacific Northwest, and I don't do well with the gray weather here. And so that limits (laughs) what I expect of myself, because it brings out 
my, my sad, my seasonal affective disorder, my seasonal depression. And so it's, I know I'm not going to be able to achieve as much as I normally would because of the lack of vitamin D I'm getting when it affects my overall mood and being. So it's like creating your goals around what is realistic. And you talk about the seasons. I thought you were going to talk about like the seasons of our lives. Well, that too. You know, I have a 13 and a 24 year old. Mm-hmm. I My house can be put together now because I don't got little toys all over right. the floor. Yeah. And so when you have toddlers, your house is kind of a hot mess with sticky hands everywhere because that's the season that they're in. Yeah. And that season won't last forever. No. I think that's another thing too, that realizing that this time and place is not forever like we said, time is fluid and it's constantly changing. And so you will make it through this season of your life. And I think that's important as we lead into talking about overcoming perfectionism and prioritizing your self-compassion, because you really need to set those realistic goals. You need to challenge that negative self-talk and you need to seek support, whether that's a therapist or a friend or a loved ones, and really focus on that self-care too. Exactly. If you don't have time to take a bubble bath because people are like, I don't have 45 minutes to myself, throw a shower steamer in your shower and just sit there for 10 minutes. I will do that. I will 100% do that. I'm like, I need something that's like a spa experience. So Mm -hmm. for me, because that's what I love. If that's not what you love, that's fine. Find something that you love that you can do for five or 10 minutes. And I'm like, I will just lock everybody out of the bathroom and throw that in the corner of my shower. And I'm like, okay, breathe. And you have to lock it because your toddler is going to come and ask you to open the fruit roll-ups that they can't open, even though they were sitting next to dad on the couch. It doesn't, you're going to have to lock the door and be like, your dad's in charge or somebody else is in charge. I need 10 minutes to myself. Yeah. Like one of my girlfriends, she was going on a girl's trip and she was like, oh, I don't have any outfits. And I said, come shop my closet because I have, you know, an abnormal amount of clothes. She does, actually. (laughs) And she was like, but I'll have my little girl with me. And I said, that's fine. I'll watch her. So she came over for an hour and I played with her baby while she tried on clothes. And it was fine. Find friends like that who can support you so you can have that hour or that 30 minutes or whatever it is. So how can therapy or counseling play a role in helping women with perfectionism? Find a good therapist. This is one of Randy's triggers. Mm -hmm. She thinks that a lot of them suck. Find a good therapist to help provide a safe and supportive space for you to explore these things. When women go to therapy, sometimes they don't really want to tell you what's on their mind. And again, you don't have to tell your therapist everything. You don't need to. It's not like confession. Tell them what you want. But if you're not going to be honest with yourself or them, then you're not ready for therapy. Mm -hmm. But find someone to help explore these areas with you. And and sometimes therapy, it looks different. People think it's the, well, okay, I don't sit there and go tell me how you feel and just be really quiet. Right. I'm going to engage you in a conversation and we're going to talk. Yeah. We're going to explore it. Right. So find a therapist that works for you, whether you want, you know, somebody that just listens to you, whether you want somebody that engages you, whether you want somebody that challenges you. I'm the type of therapist that will challenge you. I challenge. And and that's not for everybody because a lot of people don't want to be called out on their bullshit. But but if you're not ready to be called out on your bullshit, then you may not be. I mean, there's also gentle ways to be called out on your bullshit. I'm not saying like I do that. (laughs) It depends on the client, you know, but... 
um, you know, you really need to find somebody that you feel safe with. Yeah. And you, I help challenge some of society's norms with women. I want people to realize that that is not normal. Or I want them to realize what how they're living right now is how everybody else is living. Mm-hmm. And it's this really interesting thing that like I find themes in the week. I've noticed it about probably five or six years ago that there are themes that come out of therapy each week. Mm-hmm. And it's a really interesting thing because it's it's whatever is going on in the world at the time. It's whatever is going on the holiday seasons, the weather. And it's interesting because I work with a couple of different states. It's interesting that it flows through all of them. Mm-hmm. And I, at first I thought it was me. I had to check myself. Am I the one that's bringing these right, here? This energy, this idea. Yeah. Is it me? And I'm like, no, no. By Wednesday mid-morning, I've already figured out what the theme of the week is. Hmm. I should have started writing it down. Yeah. But I don't. I always, I'm like, eh, I should do that. But I'm like, eh, I always forget. But there's like a theme of of what people are going through. I I mentioned earlier, a couple weeks ago, it was living out of our clean laundry baskets. Mm -hmm. That was the theme that week. And it was because people were prepping for holidays. Right. And so it's just interesting to see that like we all go through these themes, but we don't share it and talk about it. And so, so we, we don't, alone. so yeah. we feel alone. And so we're striving to be perfect and meet up for somebody else who's doing the same thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting. Well, um, that leads into fostering a community that yes. can support you through this. Yes. Because that, it feels like we're, we don't have that at times. Some of us have been able to find that and build that, but so many people I feel don't. And so that's why you really need to reach out and share what you're going through so you can find other people that are like-minded or join support groups or a mom group or whatever that looks like, a sewing group, anything that can offer support and challenge what you're feeling or make you feel like you're not alone. You know, I love that you said a sewing group. One of my friends, I know, (laughs) one of my friends who she lives, she lives across the street. I'm very lucky. She quilts. Mm -hmm. I don't quilt. I don't sew. I like patterns and she knows I do my art stuff. And so sometimes she'll have me over and be like, okay, what do you think about this pattern? Or what do you think about this? I was like, yeah, I can tell you what I don't like about it. I can't tell you necessarily. I'm not always the best at being like, oh, this would look good here and here. Mm -hmm. She went and created a quilting group at her work. I was like, that is so cool. And they meet like once a month and they bring their patterns and they ask questions. Right. And probably people she would have never met before or known that they were into quilting. Yes. I find that sometimes you think, oh, this person wouldn't be into what I'm into. And then you find out they are. Because again, you've put these thoughts or these perceptions on other people and then you're missing out on that. And you don't reach out to to find out, hey, anybody in here quilt? Does anybody here quilt? But she figured out a small group of women at her Mm -hmm. work who quilt, and they get together and talk about it. And I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. The coolest thing ever. So what are some great resources and books that we recommend for women that are struggling with perfectionism? Okay, so you guys know my Brene Brown thing. Uh, The (laughs) Gifts of Imperfection. Yeah, that's a great one. That is one of the best ones because once you can embrace your inner imperfection and realize that it's normal, that's when you start really becoming comfortable in your own skin, in your own body, your own life. Mm -hmm. 
What's another one, Randy? The Art of Imperfection by Erica Engel. And we will list these on our website, womensmentalhealthpodcast.com too. And Perfectly Imperfect. And this one is the art of yoga practice. So it's another way to deal with mindfulness in a physical way. That's awesome. That is really awesome. I love when people do like trauma yoga Mm -hmm. and they do some of these processing in your body. It's so cool like how we hold all of this stuff in our body. Yes, so much stress and tension in our bodies that we don't even realize. Yes, and when like that one podcast we did on somatic breathing. Yes. That one was really cool because that was just whoof. Yeah, it is. And so how can we work on shifting our mindset from this perfection mindset to one of self-acceptance. Okay, so I'm just going to say this. My grandmother used to say this. I'm not sure if it was like a one-time thing, but it stuck with me forever. Mm -hmm. She would say, fuck them if they can't take a joke. (laughs) I can just picture your grandma saying. (laughs) She was just like, fuck them if they can't take a joke. Uh, And what I got from that was basically live your life. Yeah. Go do what you want. So if we can learn to shift from perfectionism to self-acceptance, this involves embracing our imperfections yeah. and and knowing, acknowledging the personal growth piece that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Just loving yourself and understanding that you are worthy. Say that out loud. I am worthy. I am worthy. And if you need to know what worthy is and hear it again, we just did a podcast on that one a couple of weeks ago too. Yeah. Really, you are worthy. And cultivating that sense of worthiness, it's beyond the external validation stuff from anybody else. So when we're coping with perfectionism, it really involves understanding that perfectionism is not achievable. And embracing who you are as a human being and all the parts of you, your body, your mind, your soul, and loving all of that together. And then really setting realistic and attainable goals. We also have a podcast about how to set goals like this. We talk about setting them within time frames that that you can achieve and things like that. So you're not setting yourself up for failure. And again, really challenging that negative self-talk. What other few other things, Jess, that we can do? I want to actually explore on the um, negative self-talk. Okay. Um, I love, you had said it once about imagining like a stop sign. Yeah, it, that's my favorite. When I say stop sign, I'm also putting my hand out as a stop. So I do both. But imagine when you say yourself, first, I want you guys to catch it. When you say something negative about yourself, at first, just catch it and acknowledge it. Don't beat yourself up. Don't go, oh, I shouldn't do that. Just say, oh, I'm not being very kind. Acknowledge when you're doing it, how you're doing it, where you're doing it. And I do this daily with myself. This is not, this is a constant that we, I feel as women need to battle. Mm -hmm. And it gets better and better the more you do it. It's practice. But it's constant practice. And so don't think that you're alone in this. I tell myself all the time, okay, why are you beating yourself up about this, Randy? Let's reevaluate this and let's look at this from a different perspective. Exactly. Imagine, stop, be kind, and then rephrase it with yourself. I want Mm -hmm. you to reframe whatever your thought was. I shouldn't be late. It's okay that I'm late. 
I've let them know. I've already been cleared that there's nothing else going on. Whatever it is. Oh, I look awful in this outfit. Okay. Maybe I what? I don't like this outfit. Challenge yourself though. Challenge. Do I really look awful in this outfit or am I just saying that or I'm just thinking that? Like what's What's going on? Yeah. And what's good about this or what will I change next time so I feel better about this? Things like that. And if you don't like the outfit, just go get rid of it and find – don't wear stuff you don't like. And don't keep yeah. it in our clothes and our or closet. Or stuff that makes you feel bad about yourself or doesn't fit right and you feel uncomfortable. And those things just nag at us and drag us down. And then we're like, oh, I should be wearing this. No, get rid of it. Yeah. Okay. So something else is we can learn to prioritize our self-care, right? We can set healthy boundaries, seek support from – loved ones or professionals or friends, I really want to emphasize healthy boundaries. Boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries and boundaries. boundaries. We talk yes. About this all the time. And we have lots of articles too up on our website about how to deal with boundaries and like examples of what you can do. And, the, and we've done a couple podcasts too on the importance of boundaries. Mm-hmm. And if you are still struggling with perfectionism and it's causing you harm, I want you to think about this. If this is causing me harm, I need to get help with this. This is not something you need to do. Yeah. And harm, we're not talking about physical harm, though. If that is part of it, yes. But also the harm that you're doing to your mental health Mm -hmm. and your well-being and your self-confidence or not being present with your family, if you're harming yourself in emotional ways as well, like it's a time to step back and assess like what's going on and do I need help with this? And it's okay to get help. Mm -hmm. It it is okay to say, I am struggling with this. I need help. So I want you to remember that progress, not perfection, is the goal. Mm -hmm. So learning, growing. Yeah. Progress. Celebrate the accomplishments that you're doing and practice self-kindness. Failure is not, failure is how we learn. And we talked about this in a previous podcast that failing is not failing. Failing is growing. It's growing and learning. And I don't know where we taught our kids or ourselves that failure is bad. I I say it's like falling forward. Yes. Because you're like gaining something from that and then you can pick yourself up and move forward with that. Yeah. How do we learn to walk? Well, we fall. We figured out that's not it. We want to do something different. Failing forward is a concept. That's a wrap for today. We hope this episode has shed some light on the impact of perfectionism on women's mental health and has offered you some great strategies to cope. You can find more on womensmentalhealthpodcast.com and we will talk to you next week. I want you to remember though, nobody is perfect. And that's what makes each of us uniquely beautiful. Love it. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and normalizing mental health with us. Don't forget to check out our free resources and favorites on our website, unapologeticallyrandyandjess.com. Like and share this episode and tune in next week.